The Daily Ding is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Did you know NBA ticket prices tend to drop right before the game starts? GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, then shows you all the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the GameTime app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. Whether you need tickets for Major League Baseball, the NBA, the NFL, NHL, or concerts, you can find them all on the GameTime app. Checking out is simple. Takes two taps and you're done. So head to the App Store or Play Store now to download GameTime and score awesome deals on last-minute tickets. Welcome to the Daily Ding on the Athletic Podcast Network. If it wasn't a fight, how would you characterize what went down in Philadelphia? A snuggle party. They were two guys, <laughs> two guys holding each other. Oh, that's too good with Ernie, do you have two guys? There was no punches thrown. How can you call some of fighters that have no punches thrown? Oh, man. I could try Spanish, but I ain't really that good at Spanish. This is how it goes. When I hope, I have no friends. I want Tyler to know his ass should have got thrown out. If I was a rep, I would have tossed his ass. How dare you? Good morning and welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Friday, everybody. We made it to the weekend. I'm your host, Dave DeFort, joined by Trayvon Edwards. What's up, Trey? What's going on, Dave? Long time, no talk. I know. First first uh, Thursday night of the season, and uh, we didn't get a stinker this time. We actually had some decent games. Uh, we got Rob Lopez somewhere handing out Tootsie Rolls because he doesn't know what good candy is. Coming up on today's Daily Ding, the Nuggets lose to the Pelicans, the Hawks look lost without Trey, and some people got suspended, Trey. Uh, but first, the Clippers beat the Spurs 103-97 in L.A., Kawhi Leonard, uh, he, he missed a game in Utah due to load management. Uh, seems like it paid off. Had 38 points, 12 rebounds. Pretty ridiculous performance from him tonight, Trey. Uh, Kawhi Leonard is the best player in the league. Look, I'm not fighting it. I, I, I agree with you 100%. He gets everything he wants. He looks like Michael Jordan right now. Well, I mean, to be fair, he sticks. he doesn't change his game for anyone. He is very... Uh, straight to the point, sticks to his routine, and if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. He doesn't claim, complain too much. He doesn't make too many excuses. Um, early on, he was 5 for 16 in the first half. Um, a lot of those shots were either short or in and out. So most of the time, it leaves his hand. You think most of those mid-range are going to go in. Um, and he stuck with it and you know finished the game with 38 points. So, man, to be that person like not really care about your shot percentage is going to stick with it. Like, again, like a lot of people like to bash about plus minus and, and, and shot attempts and, 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 you know, this guy just doesn't care. He's just a gamer. So the fact that, you know, I'm not mad at low load management. If he needs what he, he needs the time off to get prepared for games that really matter. Like the Spurs is not even, it wasn't even like, um, a return or emotional thing for him. It was just more so like, look, man, I've, I've played a back to back. I'm on 35 minute minute restriction. And this is a game I, you know, my team could actually use me for no knock to Utah, but it is what it is that I could sacrifice that game. So, um, yeah, man, he, he is legit dude. See, I, I think it's, I think this was a mistake and I think they should have, you know, if you're thinking strategically, they should have played him against Utah and tried to win that game and, and sat him against the Spurs and, you know, maybe giving up this one because 
they're more likely to have a tiebreaker with Utah than they are with San Antonio. That's the only, the only thing there I will say, I guess if you're a Clippers season ticket holder, you're happy that you got to see Kawhi do what he did tonight in particular against the Spurs Uh, for the Spurs, DeMar DeRozan, you know, these games in LA seems like he always gets up for him, had 29 points. Uh, Wasn't enough. I thought he sat a little bit too long, Trey. And actually you said this right before we started that you felt like the difference in the game was, was when he was on the bench. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's dry spells where guys can't really get a bucket. Um, I think the difference between this Spurs team and last year's Spurs team, uh, DeMar was asked to be a playmaker, which took him off the offensive end. And this year he gets a chance to refocus on, you know, getting a bucket for the Spurs, you know, and and that's the good thing, you know, having DeJounte Murray back and and being able to deliver. And But, you know, the whole thing was he sat a little bit longer. So, like, trying to get back in this basketball game, he had a run. Once the timeout was called and he got in and he got to score a couple buckets, but it was a little too late. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, I, if I'm a Spurs fan, I'm not too worried. I think that, you know, DeMar DeRozan still can score with the best of them, even in his 11th year. Yeah. And then uh, speaking of scoring off the bench for the Clippers, uh, Montrez Harrell and Lou Williams combined for 36 points. Um, having that kind of scoring punch off the bench especially these two guys, you know, you kind of have to attach them together. Now that pick and roll combo that's lethal. This is, this is the stuff that when I look at the Clippers, I think this is a title team because we know about, you know, Kawhi and we know about Pat Beverly and and they're going to have Paul George and all this stuff, but the luxury of bringing Harold and Lou Williams off the bench, is just going to be massive when playoff time comes around. Um, offensively. Yes. But one thing I noticed with uh, both Lou and Trez is that they're defensive liabilities. So hopefully that, uh, you know, they can patch a few things up because when Kawhi's out, you know, and, you know, maybe they'll stagger Paul George to play with the second unit a little bit or, you know, vice versa. That's going to need to happen because they're going to give up tons of points in the front court. Yeah, absolutely. And, and while Harrell is very active, he's just not very good at, at playing defense. Um, and with that loss, the Spurs no longer undefeated. Philadelphia, the last undefeated team in the league. In Atlanta, the Heat defeat the Hawks 106-97. to uh, Kendrick Nunn, the rookie, just, I mean, having a ridiculous start to the season. 28 points, two rebounds, two steals. Most points through five games by an undrafted player in NBA history at 112. Miami now four and one. Trey, I wasn't sure about this team coming into the season. I, I thought, you know, relying on Kendrick Nunn, Tyler Hero, another rookie, 17 points tonight, four rebounds, three assists off the bench. I just thought, you know, with with that and the fact that you really needed a leap out of Justice Winslow and Bam out of bio, there was no way this team was going to be any good. Uh, okay. I was wrong. I think we all were wrong. Honestly. I mean, I didn't, I didn't have any high hopes for this team. I knew Jimmy Butler was, you know, uh, joining the team and that, you know, he had, he had to whip some guys in the shape, but like, man, coach Spo is coaching the hell out of this team. You know, you got guys like Tyler Harrell, who's actually, you know, being a stud. And then, you know, you got guys like, uh, pretty much, uh, Chris Silva stepping up and, and yeah. playing well. 
And then obviously, you know, you, you mentioned Kendrick Nunn. And then they also have, um, you know, Kelly, Kelly Olenek has actually been playing well, too, for them. So the fact that they can, you know, have these guys come in and be effective without their vets, man, they're scary, dude. They can actually peak. I say it can peak at fourth in the East if they continue to be like the sleeper team that just grinds. And, I, you know, I got a chance to watch them against Milwaukee the other night. And they kept coming back like they had so many options. And this was without Jimmy Butler. So the fact that even Jimmy Butler didn't even have a great night tonight, like, right. You know, he's kind of sitting back and facilitating and doing all the dirty work and letting Kendrick Nunn and the rest of those young guys play, you know? So, um, it's, it's real interesting to see what they got going out there in South beach. Yeah. Um, Jimmy only had five points tonight, but they got 12 points out of Duncan Robinson. Right, like twelve points out of Bam out of Bio. Myers Leonard scored sixteen points. This is, I mean, this is where Spo is really earning his money. I think, and and you know, I, I've been singing his praises for a long time. I feel like he's a coach that kind of gets overlooked quite a bit because he had the the Heat big three, and, and then you know, it's not, it's been kind of mediocre since then. Uh, you, do you really think that he's been overlooked though? I, I think do. he's, I think he's yeah. every year. The thing, first and foremost, the coaches of the year, uh, award is really kind of one of those oops, my bad awards. Cause they never, <laughs> they never really yeah. kind of give credit to the right guy, you know, like best right. record is, eh, that's one thing. But then you got guys that are like putting teams that are been ridden off the beginning of the year into some type of contender, not a contender, but just even making it to the playoffs that you didn't even have no idea. And then they don't give it to the guy. And then it's right. like, Oh, well maybe he's the, he's the league candidate this year. And then you put him in a mix and you know, they kind of put a reach into a hat and call a guy's name. But you know, like it's interesting because there's about every year, about three or four guys that are, are eight are eligible to, you know, to win this award. So yeah. um, suppose one of the guys that's always creaming the crop getting guys to, you know, do their best. And then also just out coaching most coaches that get most of the notoriety, you know, Agreed. I call them, I call them sports of the year, uh, <laughs> but you know, it, it, it is yeah. what it is. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about Cam Reddish real quick. So he, he started at, at point guard for Trey in this game. He had nine points, two of 11 from the field, six rebounds, four assists. Um, it is early in his career. I mean, you know, it, this is, I'm not trying to, you know, kind of have any sort of judgment on what he's going to be. But tonight in this game, he attempted a sham God and then a a wild spin move and then just kind of threw the ball in the direction of the basket. And then on another play, he did back to back spin moves and again, wildly threw the ball at the basket. Uh, I think they need to take Cam Reddish out of the starting lineup. As a matter of fact, I would look at like limiting his role quite a bit until he kind of gets himself under control. How do you, how do you feel about cam so far? I think he's going to, I think he's got a lot of talent in there, but they've got to figure out how to harness it. I'm not, I'm not too worried about cam Reddish. He was being asked to, to do something that he's not used to on another level that he's not used to. Um, this is an emergency break glass call. Um, the net, the only active point guard that they had was in the G league and he had to come up with Brandon Goodwin. So, um, if I'm Atlanta, I'm looking for a guard to back up Trey just in case this happens yeah. again. 
Um, but then also like, you know, let, let, let Reddish have fun out there. You know what I mean? That was some, that was experience to see what it was like being a primary ball handler, but I'm still using him as a wing player. He's still figuring things out. I still think he has an upside of Tracy, Tracy McGrady. And, you know, if he's used right, he'll be effective. Like, you know what I mean? Like some guys get it and hit the ground running and some guys need chance to develop. And if he gets the chance to, you know, play up and down, you know, if he gets to go to the G League and figure things out as well as get his confidence up, right. then he'll be fine moving right. forward. And uh, uh, I think DeAndre Brem- Bembry, uh, who had oh, man, 18, he's a stud. He's a yep, stud. 18, he's a stud. 10, and 8 tonight. Uh, I think he'll wind up taking that starting spot uh, while they wait for Trey to come back. Uh, Jabari Parker also had 23 points, 8 rebounds, continues to look pretty good offensively. Of course, you know, we all know that the biggest issues with Jabari are on the defensive end. Um, John Collins had 12.7 rebounds. He actually like tweaked his ankle in this game. And I was, I was a little worried that, that we were going to lose another good young player, but, uh, but he came back and played through it in news. We got some suspensions in the fallout from the Joel Embiid, Carl Anthony towns, I don't know, tussle. This wasn't a fight. Uh, each were suspended for two games. Ben Simmons, Suspended for no games. Uh, Trey, do you feel like that's about what it should have been? Uh, yeah. I mean, no punches were thrown. You know, at best, interrupted a game by by wrestling. Just like wrestling with your younger brother. Um, I still thought that um, Ben Simmons should have, you know, been punished for that as well. Obviously, he was, uh, you know, he had harmless hands. Calming apparently hands. Both, apparently, they both sides. No, apparently, they called both it. Sides. They called it calming hands. But if calming hands is a a, a, a stranglehold, then that's what I'm gonna start calling it. Yeah. Um, well, apparently, but, both sides said that they felt like Ben Simmons was acting as a peacemaker. So you know, you kind of at this point, at that point, you kind of have to just go with it. Um, I mean, I'm okay with. It. I don't want anyone to miss any games over stuff like this. Like, I, I would be fine if neither guy got suspended. Right? You threw him out of the game. It's over. It's not like they're going to play each other tomorrow. You can let it go. But two feels feels kind of in line with how the league operates. Uh, on Friday night, Kyle Kuzma set to make his season debut. This is going to be big for, for the Lakers, Trey. Yeah, I mean, you know, let's see. Let's see what Kyle Kuzma can do. He's been kind of stirring up the hype. And see if he can back it up. I mean, we we all know that Kyle Kuzma can fill up the basket. Um, but where the Lakers really need him, you know, because AD is I'm like, man, he's a monster on defense right now. Honestly, on both ends of the floor. So, I mean, I know you mentioned uh, Kawhi Leonard on, on early on in the show. If AD figures it all the way out, then, man, he can rival him for, you know, most valuable player early on. Um, but, yeah, uh, Kyle Kuzma could – be very effective. He just needs to help out on the defensive end, become a better defender. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see the big three together uh, for the Lakers. Uh, and per Chris Fedor of cleveland.com, the Cavs will not pick up the rookie option on Ante Zizic and per Sean Cunningham, the Kings will not pick up the rookie options on Harry Giles and Caleb Swanigan. The Giles extension is, is interesting to me and makes me wonder if the medical stuff with him uh, is really worse than we know. Um, and it's a bummer, man. I think that guy's, 
he's a good player and he's a lot of fun to watch. So, uh, kind of bummed out about that. Uh, miles Turner has been diagnosed with a sprained right ankle. He is going to be week to week and Edmund Sumner is out three weeks with a broken hand. That stinks for the Pacers. And the other game of the night, the Pelicans defeated the nuggets 122 to 107 in new Orleans. Uh, Trey Jokic really sucked in this game. He had 13 points, six rebounds, six assists. And if you look at the box score, you might think, Oh, you know, uh, that's not bad. It was like a light night for him or whatever. Uh, he took six shots and he has a tendency to do this thing where he's not happy with how, you know, his teammates are playing or, or whatever. And he just doesn't shoot. It's like Kobe would do when he would just, Hey, I'm not going to shoot. You do it. This has got to stop. This is a team that we've all uh, have said have championship aspirations. I mean, the coaches said it. The front office has said it. You're not going to get there if your best player is only taking six shots. Yeah, I mean, you know, they have a lot. They have tons of depth. Um, So, I mean, I don't think that this was like a huge ordeal, especially how the game kind of played out. But, you know, I mean, he played 27 minutes. You know, like it, it. you know, Mike Malone, he finds a way to play most of his guys and he goes really, really deep. Like he played, he played 12 guys tonight. So, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting to see But for the most part, I think the most impressive thing was Michael Carter Jr. Just his debut and being able to overcome his adversity of being out all season with his, you know, his back and, and contributing. So it's just a lesson learned. I won't, I wouldn't get too crazy about it. Um, but Denver does have to take advantage of every possible scenario if they want to be taken serious. Yeah, it gets late early in the West. And and you're, they're going to want home court advantage. So dropping a game you know, to the Pelicans is not great. They have to show up to everything. Uh, Frank Jackson had a great game off the bench for the Pelicans, 21 points. Uh, he looked amazing for stretches of this game. He actually had a really nice box out on, on uh, Plumley where he just drove him out of bounds. I was most impressed by that. Uh, you mentioned Michael Porter jr. 15 points, four rebounds in 21 minutes off the bench. Uh, I want to talk about Brandon Ingram because the start of the season for him has been pretty incredible. 25 points tonight, nine of 11 from the free throw line, two of four from three. The guy is shooting his shooting splits, 50% field goals, 50% from three and 73% from the line, 27 points a game, nine and a half rebounds, 4.8 assists, one and a half blocks and almost a steal a game. Uh, did Brandon Ingram just take a leap? I wouldn't say that because this is so early. I mean, I'm just happy that he's playing well, um, but they did mention those guys was that it's not about the struggles of playing in Los Angeles. It's the stuff that goes on outside of basketball that becomes a distraction. And I think now they have a chance to focus on specifically basketball in New Orleans. And he's being used in all type of ways. And Coach Gentry is allowing him to reach his full potential. So um, I'm not sure that if those numbers are going to stay that high, obviously with the return of Zion Williamson. But honestly, you know, we would love to continue to see him play as aggressive as he is. Yeah. And, uh, Julio Okafor had, uh, 
26 points, five rebounds, two steals, completely outplayed Nikola Jokic. He's having a, he's having a turnaround season as well. You know, he's figured out his body. He found out that he was allergic to something. So, um, was able to get a, get a hold on that. He looks healthy. He's moving well. You know, everyone thought it was lights out after, uh, Anthony Davis left. You know, he's been, he's not, he's no Anthony Davis, but he's, he's, he's a good front court, uh, guy to be there with the, with that young core. So yeah, especially filling in for favors and, and Zion being out, you know, that's, I, I actually think Okafor is going to be a fine player. Uh, his biggest issues are, are effort based and the fact that he doesn't make contact on screens, but if you need a guy to come off the bench and give you buckets, I mean, he can clearly do that. He had 26. That was, you know, as a starter, but I, I think that in the role that they have for him under normal circumstances, I think he's going to be totally fine all season. Uh, Nikhil Alexander Walker, no points tonight. And my favorite stat uh, only took five shots in 12 minutes. I'm a little bit disappointed. I got to say. Uh, he was jacking up like a shot a minute and I, I love it. So, uh, Nikhil, if you're listening, please take more shots. And now we go to the lines of the night. Jaleel Okafor, 26 points, five rebounds, two steals. Kawhi Leonard, 38 points, 12 rebounds, four steals. Kendrick Nunn, 28 points, two rebounds, two steals. Trey, which one was the most impressive to you? I'm still rolling with the underdog Kendrick Nunn. He continues to impress me every night. Yeah, and he's he's getting it done to me on both ends of the floor. I love when he gets out in transition. He's a lot of fun. And that team really moves the ball, too. So he's going to have a lot of opportunities attacking off the catch. I, man, Miami's fun. Yeah, they're going to continue to be fun, too. That's going to do it for today's show. Don't forget about all the other basketball shows across the Athletic Podcast Network. We still have your favorites like Back to Back, Tampering, and House of Strauss plus over a dozen team-specific shows available from some of your favorite athletic beat writers. Don't forget to follow the shows you want to listen to so you get notifications for new episodes. Don't forget to follow this show so you get notifications for it. Thanks for waking up with us. Trey, take us home, buddy. Ding, ding, and pay your rent. 